Good morning. It's really good to be here with you in this building. Uh, the last time I was with you, you were still at the school. Um, and so it's really good to be here and to see this place in action. Now, I, I came and had a look around, uh, but this is the first time I've actually been here uh, whilst you've actually been meeting here. So um, it's really exciting. I don't know if you've ever uh, prepared to do any kind of public speaking uh, and then watched the TV only to find out that the Queen has stolen your, your material. LAUGHTER <clears throat> Yesterday morning, I watched the Queen's speech on catch-up and was like, she's been looking at my notes. Like, <laughs> genuinely, I, I was shocked. Um, so if some of this sounds familiar, um, I promise I haven't just copied exactly what she said. Um, but it's just confirmation, I think, that this is what the Holy Spirit wanted, want, wanted me to speak about this morning. So uh, hopefully I'll be uh, speak to you. Um, I don't know if you have any kind of family traditions uh, at Christmas time. Um, uh, maybe watching the Queen's speech is one of them. I think for my nieces, the film Frozen is going to be a family tradition based on uh, the last couple of years. Um, me and my wife uh, have we, we got married last summer. Uh, we've been to, together, sort of dating for, for three years. Uh, the last three Christmases, we have visited a particular house near where we live that's all uh, lit up with Christmas lights. Um, they collect money for charity, but it's just, it's just a, a nice thing that we, we do. We go and we see this house uh, that has uh, got all these lights on. Um, I'm hoping, oh good, it's come up behind me, but the houses that we, uh, that we get, the house that we get to look at is nothing compared to these ones. Hopefully you'll be able to see this. It's a bit dark, but it's possible to kill the lights on there. I can't tell you where these are, uh, but this is, this is uh, example one, quite, quite classy, uh, all sort of the same colour, colour lights. Uh, maybe go to the, the next slide if you can. This one maybe not quite so uh, classy, <laughs> um, but this is probably maybe a nine out of ten. Uh, and then if we go to, to the next one, this this one is properly all out. <laughs> I would hate to see their electricity bill. <laughs> I'm not sure they'd even be able to sleep at night without putting some kind of a mask on. Um, that is pretty extreme. Um, we used to go as children. Um, I don't think we went every year, but we, we, we went now and again to, to Blackpool to see the Blackpool Illuminations. Uh, I don't know if, if any of you have ever been able to see that. Um, as a child, it was amazing to go through. Uh, we, you'd drive very slowly through the streets, through rows and rows of these different lights. Um, if, if you remember it fondly as a child, don't go again as an adult. <laughs> it's, it's sort of it's a bit of a, um, a joy killer to go back and see quite how tacky they actually are in reality. Um, but as a child, we used to absolutely love going through all of these lights in Blackpool. Um, more recently, uh, three years ago, we went to Padstow as a, as a family. Three years ago, to see the amazing, amazing light display that we'd heard about. Um, but we were rather underwhelmed. We spent a few minutes uh, looking at the lights, half an hour waiting in a pasty shop for the pasties to be reduced in price <laughs> so that Dad could get a bargain and buy thir- 30 pasties, uh, a pound each, I think it was. <laughs> um, I think that story in itself has become a bit of a family tradition for us. Um, but yeah, Dad never wanted to pass up a bargain. 
Sorry, watching, uh, watching the Queen's speech, I was interested to hear that Christmas tree lights uh, were popularised in this country by Victoria and Albert. Uh, they had um, candles on their tree. There was a, a picture drawn of them uh, with candles around the tree. And ever since then, it's become a sort of a tradition in this country to have lights on the Christmas tree because everybody wanted to kind of copy the royalty. Um, probably, probably for the best that a tradition involving attaching fire to a seven-foot piece of wood uh, in your house has been adapted over, the, over time. We now have fairy lights around most trees. Uh, which is good. Um, a couple of years ago, me and my housemate Duncan were, were uh, donated a Christmas tree because we didn't have one of our own. Um, my boss felt sorry for me, so he, he gave us their spare Christmas tree and one bauble uh, to get us going. <laughs> By the time we came to taking down the tree, we still only had to take the one bauble off the tree. Um, <laughs> but this year, I did help to decorate uh, my in-laws' uh, Christmas tree. And I'd forgotten how sharp a real tree is. Putting the lights around, I, like by the end, my fingers and my hands were properly tingling. Uh, I, I forgot like, quite how sharp a Christmas tree can be. So what causes people to drive for miles, to sit in traffic in busy Blackpool streets, to rack up huge electricity bills, uh, to get pricked incessantly by Christmas trees, or even to burn their houses down, uh, all for the sake of these Christmas lights? What makes Christmas lights so attractive, so compelling? Why are we so drawn to them? I'm sure that there are lots of answers, uh, but I just want to say uh, two possible answers to this question. The first is that light cannot be overcome by darkness. We love how brightly the Christmas lights shine, in the darkest part of the year. So winter time, it's dark outside. But no matter how dark it gets, the lights don't get dimmer. If anything, they become more visible, more bright. Light and darkness may be opposites, but they're not equally matched. Light will always overcome the darkness, no matter how dark it gets. Supposedly on a clear night in the pitch black, a candle on a hilltop can be seen from 43 miles away. So we love the Christmas lights because we know that throughout the Christmas season, night after night, they will shine brightly throughout the dark nights to fill us with awe and wonder. And and secondly, they shine on everything around them, causing them to be lit up too. Uh, When looking at Christmas lights, wherever you are, it's not just the lights that are pretty, but the effect that they have on everything around them as well. Uh, If you see some good harbour lights, uh, it's beautiful the way that the light just glistens off the water. Um, and it can be amazing to see how a house can be transformed by um, attractive Christmas lights. <laughs> uh, a house that would otherwise just be in darkness that you wouldn't even be able to see. We, we like Christmas lights because they change the way that everything around them looks too. They light up the faces of those who are looking at them. They bring brightness and beauty to their surroundings. So Christmas lights kind of be overcome by the darkness and they give light to all around them. The very first Christmas light was compelling for the same reasons. Whilst uh, Victoria and Albert, that I mentioned before, uh, their Christmas tree was quite an early example of Christmas lights, it's not, in fact, the first Christmas light. The very first Christmas light is over 2,000 years old. 
and we can read about him in John 1. So if you've got your Bibles, you might want to turn to it. It should appear up on the screen behind me. If this is the first time you've heard this passage, then the word uh, and the light that are described in this passage are both talking about Jesus. The passage makes a lot more sense when you know that in advance, so I thought I'd say that at the beginning. Let me read this to you. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him, and without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life. And the life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to bear witness about the light that all might believe through him. He was not the light, but came to bear witness about the light. The true light, which gives light to everyone, was coming into the world. He was in the world, and the world was made through him, yet the world did not know him. He came to his own, and his own people did not receive him. But to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God, who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. You see, the very first Christmas light, as we read about in this passage, was Jesus Christ, who was sent as a light to the world. And Jesus was compelling for the same reasons that I've just talked about a moment ago when we think about our Christmas lights. As it says in this passage, the light shines in the darkness and the darkness has not overcome it. As the light of the world, Jesus shone into the darkness and the darkness was not able to overcome him. There was no darkness in him and the darkness was not able to defeat him. It's very kind of illustrative language, it paints a picture, uh, but what does that really kind of mean in reality? Um, One of my favourite authors, Andrew Wilson, puts it like this. Again, it should appear above me. It says this, So to say, God is light and in him is no darkness at all, is to declare God's invincibility. In whatever context the light picture is used, and it sometimes means life, sometimes righteousness, and sometimes truth, It speaks of an area where there is no contest. In principle, it is possible for grace to be overcome by legalism, the holy tainted by the common, love spoiled by hate. But it is impossible for the light of God to be drowned out, diluted, or in any way challenged by darkness. Any more than shadows can defeat a halogen lamp. God's light is invincible. He banishes darkness, whether it be secrecy, sin, or death, permanently. If you want life which cannot be overcome, even by death, life in all its fullness, then the light of the world is exactly what you need. This passage is talking about the fact that Jesus is victorious. Superhero films are quite popular at the moment, um, so much so that I've lost track of the number of Marvel films that have been released over the last few years. Uh, People really love the symbol of the seemingly invincible hero overcoming evil and darkness. Something within us rejoices when the darkness is defeated because it's a reflection of the reality of what Jesus Christ achieved for us on the cross. It's important for us not to forget or to underestimate the victory that was won on the cross. 
You see, the Easter story is important. It's, it's great to, to hear about Jesus coming to earth as a man, but it doesn't make sense by itself. It doesn't make sense without also looking to the cross, without also looking to what Jesus achieved for us, why he came to earth and what he did on the cross. You see, no matter how much Satan tries to bring darkness and sin and misery into our lives and into our world, and his attempts have been quite obvious as we've watched the news in the last year or so, he's already been defeated by the light. Jesus Christ came into our world as a baby, which we celebrate at this time of year. He lived a perfect life and he died a perfect death. And in doing so, he defeated sin and death once and for all time. He is our conquering saviour king. And not just that, he's provided a way for us to become a part of the family of God. In this passage, in verse 12, it says, To all who receive him, who believe in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. This is another way that the light cannot be overcome by the darkness. For those who believe in his name, who trust him with their lives, who follow him, he gives the right to be adopted into, the, into God's family. Because Jesus is our invincible saviour. There's nothing that can get in the way, nothing that can take away our position as children of the living God. Whatever happens in your life, whatever Satan tries to throw at you, there's nothing that can separate you from the love of God in Christ Jesus. If you're a Christian this morning, you're a child of God and Satan could do nothing about it. So no matter how dark things appear in this coming year, whether in your own life or throughout the world, remember that Jesus Christ is the light that cannot be overcome. There's no area of life and no part of the globe that is beyond his reach, the reach of his glorious life-giving light. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. <clears throat> Secondly, the true light, which gives light to everyone, was coming into the world, this is that in verse 9. Uh, so, as I talked about before, we love the light because it shines on everything around and makes everything else look beautiful. So, Jesus came into the world to give light to everyone. He healed the sick. He befriended the poor. He comforted those who mourned. He fed the hungry. He acknowledged the marginalized. He showed greater compassion than anybody else has ever done in the whole of human history. In the same way that people travel miles to see beautiful Christmas lights, so people flocked miles to come and to witness Jesus, to see the, the, the impact that this Christmas light was having on those around him. Jesus was compelling because he shone the light of truth to those around him. But his intention wasn't just uh, for that light to be on display 2,000 years ago uh, and then extinguished. <clears throat> It's important for us to remember what he did and what a good man he was, but he calls us as followers of, of him to look like him. We should reflect the light of Christ in our actions. Jesus stood out as a light because of his life, his truth, and his righteousness. So he encourages us to be lights in the same way. These are his words from the Sermon on the Mount. Again, it should come up behind me. This is in Matthew chapter 5. It says this, You are the light of the world. You are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden, nor do people light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a stand, and it gives light to all in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others, so that they may see your good works 
and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. He calls us to follow him and to reflect his light now. My uh, encouragement, my, I had the word exhortation up there at the start, my exhortation to you is to be Christmas lights throughout this season and into 2016 and for the rest of your lives. Be lights that reflect the light of Jesus Christ. He asks that we live in such a way that others can see our good works and give glory to God. How amazing is that, that people can look at us, look at how we live our lives, look at how we, how we emulate Jesus, how we live like he lived, and give glory to God as a result. Therefore, my encouragement to you this morning is to let your good works shine. Jesus healed the sick, befriended the poor, comforted those who mourned, he fed the hungry, he acknowledged the marginalised and showed huge amounts of compassion to nearly everyone he encountered. I want you to make it your goal to do the same in 2016 and beyond. <clears throat> Maybe you could spend time with the lonely or the vulnerable. You could be someone who brings peace and reconciliation to your family or to your workplace. There are many, many different ways in which this, this light can be reflected in our lives in which we can live Christ-like lives in the different situations, the different contexts that we're in. But we're called as followers of Christ to live in that way. To live in such a way that it's beautiful to those around us looking at our lives. So reflect the love of Christ to those, maybe even those who don't really deserve it. And don't complain about how dark the world is, but be the light that dispels that darkness. If you have opportunity to talk to non-Christian friends and family about the fact that Jesus Christ came into the world as the light who has overcome the darkness of fear, of worry, of hopelessness, of sin and of death, and who came to bring life and joy and peace, then do so with passion and vibrancy. This is an exciting message that we have. We worship the one who has overcome the darkness, who will forever remain victorious throughout eternity. However you're able to be a genuine blessing to others in 2016, Jesus encourages us as well to be the light of the world to those around us. So be a stunning light for him this year.